I'm Daria Rose, and this is The Foodist Podcast, where real people use real food to get healthy and lose weight without dieting. Hello, and welcome to The Foodist Podcast. I'm Daria Rose. Today, I'm coaching Allison, who approached me with a very interesting dilemma. And it was something I was I was really interested to dig into because it sounded like a very interesting psychological dynamic that I was curious about. So Allison and her husband co-binge. And what what that means is that normally they live fairly normal, fairly healthy lives, but periodically they get together and decide that it's time for a fun night, a celebratory night. And, and I love it. They actually have like really adorable reasons to celebrate. And, and I actually think that's one, that's one of my favorite parts of the story is that they, they celebrate things like the first day of fall and, um, and, and have a really lovely time together. And I think that's fantastic. The issue is that what they do in these celebratory moments is they decide to order takeout and maybe they'll watch a movie or do something else, but they always order takeout and they just order a massive amount of food. So she told me that, you know, if they get pizza, they'll each get an extra large pizza and each eat the entire thing. Or if they order Chinese food, they will order 10 dishes, large size, and eat the entire thing. So those definitely qualify as binges and they're doing it together. And it's, it's, it's very, it was very interesting to me that, that this was going on. Uh, as we dug into it though, it turns out that you know, I'm sure while there, I'm sure there is some dynamic between the two of them. Um, it sounded like really the crux of it was coming from Allison and her initiating the, the overordering of the food. And what I think is really interesting about this episode, and I, and I had to re-listen to it to pull this out, but with, with Allison, you can really hear like in a very, and if you're listening for it, you can really hear where she butts up against limiting beliefs that are preventing her from changing her behavior. So as you're listening, listen for this. So you can hear like the way I ask her questions and she'll, she'll say, well, you know, I have this, this thing that I do and I have this reason and, and I'll ask a question and say, well, why don't, have you tried this or, or can you do this other thing? And she sort of freezes and doesn't know where to, doesn't have an explanation, doesn't have a reason and sort of, and, and her logic tends to get circular. She'll jump back to her old argument about, uh, what, what, what she's doing and, and why she can't stop. And I just want you to listen and realize that this is what limiting beliefs often feel like and sound like in your own mind. So, um, in Allison's case, like she was, she's overeat, like massively overeating. And she keeps coming back that she needs to not do this. And I, I try to explain that, well, the only time you need to have willpower is when you're ordering, because if you're getting takeout, then that's the only critical moment of, of when the food is going to come or like what you decide to have in your house. And it's really, really hard for her to sort of wrap her head around that. And, and it took us both a while to actually to dig around and figure out why. And it turns out that she's actually starving herself most of the day and, and not eating enough so that by the time she gets to that point where it's time to order, she's ravenous and irrational, like completely just starving and has like a singular focus on getting enough food. And you can hear again, uh, as she's explaining that she also has limiting beliefs around what she can and can't eat normally during the day and how these things are tripping her up from even being able to see the solution that's sort of right in front of her. So, so this is a great example of, you know, limiting beliefs are very hard to recognize in yourself, 
right? Like that's the definition of a limiting belief. It's sort of like an invisible barrier to your behavior that's being created by your worldview. But they're because they're so hard to see, they can be hard to navigate around because you have a blind spot to them. That's what they are. So Allison actually really demonstrates well what they sort of sound like in your own mind. And this gives you the opportunity to listen to it in someone else and use that as a learning tool to be able to identify it in yourself, if that makes sense. So um, give it a listen. I, you know, Allison does sort of work through these. And by the way, these are hard. And even when you know that a limiting belief is there, it doesn't make it easy to change. And we all have them. And it's something that is very common, um, especially when you have one particular behavior that you're trying to change and it's a mystery to you why you're doing it. So this is a very uh, interesting episode and and the psychology did end up being really interesting. It just wasn't quite what I expected going into it, but um, I'll let you decide for yourself. Give it a listen and enjoy. Hi, Allison. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. So what's going on? How can I help? Well, um, my husband and I are binge eaters. Together? Yes. We enable each other. Um, And so it's a problem. So if one of us is feeling healthy and the other isn't, um, I feel like one of us gives in. So, you know, it'll be like, I want to make a really healthy meal. You know, let's make a bunch of vegetables, whatever. And then the other person will be like, no, I don't feel like it. So kind of the other person will give in and then the delivery car will arrive. So, um, and vice versa. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, it's a problem. So I bet it's hard enough to have willpower for yourself. (laughs) Exactly. So yeah, we, we enable each other into our bad habits and, um, and it's not even just like, let's order delivery and we'll just get one dish each. Um, it's so much more than that because, you know, if we order pizza, we get two extra larges and we literally eat the whole thing each. And, uh, or like Chinese food, wow. uh, we order Impressive. several curtains. Yeah. I, it, it's, I mean, it's a gift and a curse, I guess. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> living in Chicago is tough cause there's just way too many good food choices. So yeah, it's a problem. We, we don't have willpower together. And I think that, um, that we've been struggling a lot with it. And uh, I guess where it all started was we were really good up until our wedding. You know, obviously you want to fit in that dress and you want to look good in your wedding pictures and stuff. So that was a few years ago. uh, And from there, once we hit the wedding date, then it kind of spiraled downhill. And, you know, it's like we could eat all that food that we were sort of not eating. And in combination with that, I watched a documentary on uh, animal farming and all that. And I'm a huge animal lover. So that really hit me hard. And I turned vegan initially, just right off the bat the next day, nothing. Uh, And in doing so, I didn't really know then how to cook, what to eat, any of that stuff. So Obviously, I went on on the internet and there's all these fast foods that you can eat that are vegan. And so that's kind of where I went. And I think after that, it just became habit because before that, I always used to cook. 
Hmm. So it's, it, there's been kind of a learning curve because of that. I'm not vegan anymore. Uh, I lasted seven months before I wanted pizza again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. So, Chicago, Chicago, yeah, Chicago <laughs> cheese, you know, so, uh, but I am vegetarian and I'm trying to get back into cooking and I like tofu and I like vegetables and all that. And we just started a vegetable garden. So I feel like we're on the right track, but I just want to be able to stay on the right track because, uh, you know, I'm reading your book and it's fascinating and I love the psychology to it. Uh, and so I'm, I'm learning a lot about myself in reading that and that it's a health style and I've never looked at it like that. It's, it's always been a deadline or a goal, you know, lose 25 Mm -hmm. pounds or, um, you know, you got to look good for your wedding or this event or, you know, whatever it is. And, um, external motivations. Yes. Yes. And I mean, there is vanity in that, uh, because obviously, you know, you want to look good for a particular event. So, um, there's a lot of vanity that comes with it, but once that event is over, it kind of becomes easier to just give in. It's the effect the it's called um counter-regulatory eating in the mm-hmm. science literature. Mm-hmm. It's when you make something off limits for a while, it kind of doesn't matter what it is. Mm-hmm. The second you're allowed to have it again, it's like obviously you want it and obviously you want all of it. Yeah. Oh, like totally. immediately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so um that that's been a huge issue. Um, and I mean, I'm good about working out. I try to work out every morning and either running or doing a spin class or something like that. I try to be very good about that, but there's only so much that would take you, you know? Right. Interesting. So it's okay. So it's interesting because on one hand you have a lot of really healthy habits. You, you exercise regularly, you, Mm are, you know, you're conscious of what you eat. You enjoy vegetables and you're mm-hmm. vegetarian. <laughs> like you yeah. have, you have that sort of fine. And then you, almost like really good. Like, like you, you actually like, like more than most people you eat. Too good. <laughs> yeah. Like it's too good. And then, and you're able to do that. And it sounds like you enjoy that part. Yes. Uh, but you also have this sort of what is it? Mr. Hyde. Yeah. It's this like dark side that then I just can't control once I get a taste of that. And I will eat until I'm sick, sick to the point. I, I bet. I grab like Tom's you, and yeah, it's, it's extra bad. large pizza is like, I mean, <laughs> just one slice of extra large pizza is huge. Like, I don't know if I could finish one slice cause they're so big. Like I can have like two regular slices maybe. Right. So that's, that's impressive. Are there those deep dish ones too? No, okay. I, I don't know if I could do deep dish, but it's like a it's like a sixteen inch thin crust, and I mean it's it's a lot of food. My parents are like, we eat it, we split it, and then we have leftovers for the, like two days afterwards. And I'm like, I finish that in one sitting, and then I have Nutella and peanut butter afterwards. It's I I just don't I don't know where it goes, but. <laughs> I mean, I obviously have a stomach ache afterwards, but, um, but you're not, you're not like really overweight, right? No. I mean, I could probably lose about 10 pounds, but I'm not, I think my exercise has helped me kind of. That's amazing. Somewhat <laughs> but, I, I'm but, worried that if, if we've solved this for you, you're just going to disappear. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I want, I mean, 
I don't know. I, um, I want to be able to not feel like I'm going to kill my body with exercise. I kind of feel like I love exercising, but I constantly feel like I have to go super hard at it every single morning for 45 minutes. Otherwise, you know, I'll kind of lose control. So I'd like to not feel like I'm going to kill my body, you know, I'm, I'm a little confused. So you're, you, okay. you're exercising too much. You think? Uh, I not too much, but just too hard. I because think. you're trying to compensate for the overeating. Yes. yes. Okay. Definitely. So yeah. So I was going to ask you. So what are the negative consequences? Uh, so there's the stomach ache, mm-hmm. which sounds like it's not enough of a deterrent. I guess. It's, I guess it's not enough. Um, other than like just a few extra pounds, then you know, okay. and yes. so that's probably why I still continue doing it. Right, because it doesn't feel like the end of the world. Right. And, and, and you also like have this sort of get out of jail free card in your back pocket that you, if you work out yes. really hard, like maybe you can like keep this all in check and keep your house of cards stacked Definitely. <laughs> before yeah. it blows over. Yeah. yeah. And I, I was able to do it for a while. I, I would say probably like six months at one point, um, I was running eight to 10 miles a day and I was eating whatever I wanted and I was still really, really thin. Um, and so I think I always have that in the back of my head that I can do that. You still. can get away with it. Yeah. Um, but it all came crashing down because I had plantar fasciitis and I got all these problems because I was overdoing it. So I guess I just want to find a, a, a delicate balance between the two and, you know, enjoy food, but not enjoy it to the extent of eating an extra large pizza. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? Okay. So let's talk about how, how your husband feels about all this stuff. Uh, okay. It's almost well, like you should both be on the call. <laughs> yeah. I, I should grab him from outside. Um, he, he feels really bad about himself cause he's not an exerciser at all. Uh, he hates working out. Um, so he kind of doesn't have that benefit. Um, so he's overweight. To, to, uh, no, he's not overweight surprisingly. Um, but, you know, he feels like he could stand to lose, you know, 15 pounds. Um, he must just have a really good metabolism. Yeah, you guys are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> You're really lucky. <laughs> uh, but it's, you know, I mean, we're getting older and it's just a matter of time, you know, 10 pounds will pack onto 15 to pack onto 20. And then it'll just become a burden to lose. And so I, we just kind of, you know, we, I just turned 30, he just turned 31. And so we just kind of want to get on a, like you call it the health style, like just a really good foundation. Yeah. Okay. That's admirable. Uh, it sounds pretty abstract still though. Does it? In the sense that like, sure. Everybody would kind of like to be healthier. Sure. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. And and that's good. It's a good thing to think about. You're right. You you. It's not a healthy habit, and there's certainly mm-hmm. you're you're probably suffering more than you even acknowledge um, yeah. from it. Like you know, well, you've already admitted to like the extra workout the next day, but you know, there's certain. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, like eating a, a. I mean, how often are you doing this? Um. Well, it was maybe once a week until just maybe about a month ago. And then 
we felt like our pants were tight and we were really upset at the way we were looking. We were bloated. And so we tried Weight Watchers and that literally lasted a week. Um, and so now what we're doing is we're just trying to cook meals. Uh, so we go to the grocery store and we just buy a bunch of vegetables. And then during the week, we try to get creative on what we can make with that. So we got a spiralizer and we're trying to do, you know, zucchini noodles. And um, we're just trying to make our meals more plant-based and, um, you know. Yeah. So you have been experiencing some like actual consequences. Oh yeah, definitely. Enough to, enough to, to try, at least try and make some changes, but you're, but you recognize pretty quickly that Weight Watchers is, or probably any diet that's going to be like that restrictive is probably not your jam. No, we've, we've tried everything. We did Seattle Suns for a while and, um, you know, just every, I don't it was like every diet that we could possibly manage, cutting out carbs, you know. Okay. And, that makes it worse. You know, yeah. It's, and, it's, it's amazing. It's like, we're dealing with like double dieter mentality. <laughs> right. Right. And I mean, I'm already kind of somewhat restrictive being vegetarian. So, you know, it, that's already kind of like a, an obstacle in itself, which is fine. Cause I do it voluntarily and my husband does it out of default, but, um, you know, there's already that kind of obstacle sure. to go. Has, so you're in the middle of reading foodist. Yes. So you said, and your husband yes. hasn't read it. No, he hasn't. Okay. I th- Cause it's, I mean, okay. So there's a couple different things. So it, the, what's tough is that like this stuff is hard for one person, mm-hmm. right? Like, if, like you can do like, normally when I coach someone, I give them experiments to do on themselves, like try this out, see how it feels and like iterate from there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, by the way, my husband is totally an enabler in certain circumstances as well. <laughs> and so okay. I know how hard it can be. Like we did this, like it was a couple years ago. We like wanted to start drinking less. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and then like one of us would be all motivated, like, okay, like we're not going to have any wine today during with dinner. And we're like, okay, cool. And then like somebody would have a hard day and come home and be like, oh, I really <laughs> want to have a glass of wine. And like, if one person cracks just a little, it's like, yeah. You know, it's just like, good God. Like, how am I supposed to resist that now? <laughs> totally. Yeah. The good news for you guys is you also have strength there if you can tap into it and you, if you can find it. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, that, that, that does go both ways. So that's not necessarily going to be easy first, but it is... Uh-huh like the science does show that, that like if, if one of you gets on board and like really figures it out for yourself mm-hmm. and I would imagine it's going to be the person reading foodist, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then um, you might, you, cause you'll be able to talk to him better than anyone about, uh-huh. cause you know him yeah, about like the psychology going on mm-hmm. and, and the tricks you're going to learn sort of moving forward, how to deal with them. Mm-hmm. And there are things like there are like things you can do. The other benefit that you guys have is that you pretty much do this mainly with takeout, right? Yes. Yeah. When we cook, we don't cook like deep fried stuff. We, you know, or like 10 portions of it. No, I mean, we're pretty, yeah, we're when we cook, we're pretty decent with it. Uh, We don't do, I mean, we don't do like, 
10 boxes of pasta or anything like that, you know? Yeah. So the good news is that um, while the, I, I, I know how hard this is, the good news is you don't have to have, like the only time you need to have willpower is during the ordering process. Mm-hmm. You know, once you sort of come up with a game plan and, you know, it's not like you have to, it's not like you're sitting at a buffet trying to talk each other out of eating <laughs> at a buffet. Right. You know what right. I mean? Like, like you can come up with a strategy for... I mean, cutting back a little bit, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I just, it's so hard. Like, even if we try to put everything on one plate and keep the rest in the kitchen and eat the one plate, it's so hard because you still, in the back of your mind, know that there's more there. So, you know, you go to put it away and you're digging out of the cartons. It's it like, it's just so hard to stop. Right. Exactly. It's hard to stop. That's why if you don't let it into your house, you have a a lot more power. You know, like, like I said, the, the, the willpower can't come when the food's already there. Mm -hmm. That what like, but you only like the ordering process is short, Uh (laughs) you know, so I mean, so I was, I, I I tell people, this is how I, uh, instruct people at restaurants too. Cause like you sit down and you're like starving and right. everything sounds amazing. Right. And it's so easy to like, be like, I want two of those and all of that. And then, but like, if you can just remember for like the five minutes it takes to order uh-huh. not to do that and they, and like acknowledge that you'll be fine. Like, and rec- I mean, recognize the absolute fact yeah. that you don't need an entire extra large pizza to yourself. Right. <laughs> um, then you have a fighting chance at like, and you can, t- and you can taper it down. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be all at once. You don't have to go from two extra large pizzas to one medium pizza. <laughs> like yeah. I would reorder. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but you know, you could maybe, maybe start with two medium pizzas <laughs> or something like that. I think like, and a lot of it is not even necessarily the food. It's, um, like you build it up in your mind, like, Oh, we're going to have this fun night and we're going to watch this movie and we're going to sit down and we're going to laugh and we're going to have a drink and then we're going to order pizza. And I think it's just so built up that it's not, it, it becomes not even about the food almost, you know, I, I don't know how to describe it, but, and then obviously that's too late then because the food's there. So it's like, it gets built up and built up. And then when you order it, it's like, Oh yeah, it's going to be so fun. And let's order two extra large pizzas and stuff. And so then, you know, like you said, then it's already there in the yeah, house. You just hit on something really powerful, it. which yeah. is that this isn't about the food. It just becomes like a huge, like a, a momentous occasion. And uh, my husband and I use stuff like that all the time, and I hate to say it, but it's like, oh, it's the first day of fall, so let's order Chinese food and we'll watch the Adams Family. We'll do the, you know, like we have all these um, <laughs> these occasions centered around food, and um, and so it's like, well, how can you just order a little bit? You know, it's this big occasion, and I, I don't know. You guys like to have fun. That's great, but it's it's too much and we don't need all of it, but it's there and we eat it anyway. Yeah. Right. So you're, you're right. So, so you're conflating a lot of different things, Mm -hmm. right? So in, in your mind and maybe in the heat of the moment when you guys are triggered and you're sort of feeding on each other's logic Mm -hmm. that it all feels true, but, but let's like untangle it a little bit so that you can see exactly what is going on. So 
it's the first day of fall is a great reason to celebrate. I'm like a big proponent of like celebrating all of <laughs> the things that are all to, are to celebrate. I'm a really good friend of mine, uh, Dr. Adam Ghazali. He's a neuroscientist I used to work with. He has a, a it's almost like his catchphrase. And I, I quote him on this all the time. He says, all of life is a celebration of life. And oh, he's somebody awesome. who like, yeah, he's somebody who like went through and got an MD and a PhD, ended residency, ended like a postdoc. And like, he's like, he, oh, he's my like gosh. been in school and in academics and now he's a professor and he's an amazing scientist. But like, like, you know, when you're in school for that long and like not making money and like, if you don't like celebrate your wins along the way, mm-hmm. you know, not every mm-hmm. single day is going to be a Nobel prize award <laughs> or something, sure. but like, sure. you know, you get a, you submit a paper, you get your paper in review, you get your paper accepted. And it's, it's, it's great to celebrate stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome that you guys do that. And, and I don't want you to lose that. There's no reason to stop doing that. If you guys like have a joyful, awesome life, mm-hmm. that's great. So mm-hmm. let's keep that part. Okay. <laughs> um, also, okay I don't that. mind that it's around food or that food okay. is a part of that. Like that is human. That is normal. That is in every single culture I can think of. Mm-hmm. Food is wonderful. Food is fun. It's all those things. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And you can still have food, enjoy food, celebrate life, watch movies, have a drink. Mm-hmm. All those things. Mm-hmm. It's just, the, the, but you, the one thing that struck me about what, how you were describing it is you talked about only a little bit of food or like yeah. way too much food. Well, yeah, I, we always order way too much food, but it's like, I don't need all that food and I know I don't need it. But once I start, I can't stop. Ordering? Well, ordering because you're in the heat of the moment. And so you just order a ton. And then I'm saying like when it comes, I can't just stop. Of course. So scratch from your brain that you're ever going to stop once there's food in your house. That's never going to happen. Yeah, I don't think that could ever happen. And also scratch from your brain that you need leftovers. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just like whatever like insane rationalizations you're using to order more food than you need to eat in one night. They're all bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. Every single one of them. Yeah. We need to focus on the process of ordering Mm -hmm. before food gets there, before you've had any alcohol, (laughs) you may be excited and you may be hungry. Mm -hmm. And those are certainly like triggers that can like induce you to order more. Mm -hmm. That like you have power only there, only in that five minutes. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Because I feel like right now in your mind, you're trying to talk yourself out of doing any of this. Oh, yeah, because I always have. It's it's like, you know, feast or famine. Either I do it, you know, go big or go home. You know, I do it all or I don't have anything for months. And I just, <laughs> like I said, I want to find a balance because I want to be able to enjoy my life and enjoy this. But, um, you know, I also want to be conscious of, of my waistline and my my health in general. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever in your life, like as a couple, ordered too little food? (laughs) No. (laughs) Never. Ever. Right. So there's no fear of ordering too little food. (laughs) No. No. (laughs) So let's like, let's, let's get like right now, like let's get into the process of the ordering. Okay. Um, like, like what, like, I mean, there's two of you, like, how does this go? 
Uh, usually I'm the one who wants to order more food. Um, like say we order Chinese food and I'm not okay with just getting one dish because I want to have a variety. So I will say, you know, uh, let's order, you know, all of our favorites. And my husband sometimes will then say, well, why don't we get a small of everything? And then I just kind of say, no, you know, I want a large of this and I want to make sure that I have enough. Why are you pushing for that? I honestly don't know. Uh, I think it's probably because I restrict myself so much. And then when I have that opportunity, I feel like I just want to get as much in me as possible. I don't know. It sounds stupid, but um, I eat really fast and I just gorge. It's uh, yeah, I, I don't. So you're, you're planning to gorge. Yeah, I guess that's it. Cause I, like I said, I try to eat really well. I mean, I have like spinach shakes for breakfast and salads for lunch every day. And oh, are you starving when you order? Yeah, most, most of the time, because I know I'm going to have Chinese food or pizza or something. So I really make sure that I, you know, was restrictive during the day. So that's probably the problem too. Probably really hungry. I think that's a big part of the problem. Okay. Because being hungry turns people into crazy monsters. (laughs) 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 Or at least it turns me into one. (laughs) I get hangry all the time. Uh, I've, I've actually experienced this like worse than ever being pregnant. Like I've, mm-hmm. I'm like pregnant for the first time. And I'm like, it, if I become hungry, like, and by the way, and it can, it's now can happen really quickly. <laughs> like, yeah. I'll be like, I'm fine. And then like 10 minutes later, I'm like, if I don't get food in 10 minutes, somebody, maybe me, maybe somebody else is going to die. <laughs> like oh like this, gosh, is not, yes. this is not, this is not okay right now. Um, totally. And yeah, and that is, that's not, and by the way, also, if I get to that place, it's really hard for me to eat a normal amount of food. Okay. And this is like, this is something that it's funny. I don't think I've actually talked about this publicly yet. So this is good. Um, It totally triggered being a dieter for me because I haven't been that hungry and that like desperate for food since Uh I was a dieter. And it wasn't like, it wasn't like I was intentionally restricting myself, just Mm -hmm. circumstances and pregnancy like made it so that I was like starving. And I, there was one day in particular, and actually it did involve takeout. We ordered some like Indian food. And there was one point where I was like looking at my plate and I was full. I I, like, I, I knew I was full. I was like, I'm full. And I'm Ooh. going to keep eating. <laughs> I just like can't stop. <laughs> like I just, I like, and it was the weirdest thing. Cause I'm such a mindful eater now that I was just like, uh-huh. and I totally felt sick and um, <laughs> it only happened once that bad. But uh-huh. this is what happens when you let yourself get starving and then okay, have way yeah. too much tasty food in front of you. Right. Right. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Cause I am like a huge, I get hangry so bad and, you know, just like in the worst mood and I snap and I, I can totally tell when my blood sugar drops. I can just, have you gotten to that part in food is yet? No, I have not. (laughs) So there's a part in food is. Yeah. Uh I think it's chapter. Actually, I think it's chapter two. Anyway. Um, when your blood sugar gets low like that, but also you have zero willpower. Yeah. So if you're saying it's really hard for you to not overorder, mm-hmm. there, there's something else. Is there something happening beforehand that's making that true? 
because you are definitely capable of ordering a reasonable amount of food. It can still be more food than you need, but like, mm-hmm. it sounds like you're doing double or triple what you need. Yeah. I think, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Would you suggest like having a small snack before I order something? Or eating a real breakfast and a real lunch. Yeah. And a snack. I, yeah. Like, like, yeah, like, yeah. Like somebody who eats normal and works out a lot. Yeah. Cause I usually, you know, it's like a spinach shake with, so it's just like spinach, frozen fruit and almond milk and chia seeds. And that's usually my breakfast. And then I'll do like a salad with peppers. So it's like lettuce, peppers and chickpeas. And that's my lunch. Yeah. You're starving. So That's like every day. Yeah, pretty much. Uh huh. Yeah. Do, do you eat less on like days, you know, you're going to have to take out with your husband? No, not really. Cause I, I know that I'm not really eating a whole lot anyway. And I make for make up for it on the other days. So that's usually what I'll still eat. Okay. Yeah, it's not a lot. Yeah, I would um I would try to eat more. Yeah. During the day. Like if you're if you're getting to the place where you're ordering dinner and you're like ravenous, mm-hmm. you're gonna keep this is gonna keep happening. Okay. Again, I'm trying not to like eat out too much because I don't want to get to that point. So we've been trying to cook meals at home instead. But I want to get back to, you know, eating fun food or going out with friends and not feeling bad about it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And and, and those are both fine. Like, I love going out. Mm-hmm. I, I don't love cooking. I've written about this before. Like, I cook all the time because I'm good at it and the food I make is good and it's cheaper mm-hmm. and easier and... Mm-hmm. And I know it's healthier for me and I like the way I feel after that. Mm-hmm. So I cook, you mm-hmm. know, four days a week mm-hmm. and we go out probably three days a week. And sometimes it's healthy and sometimes it's not so healthy mm-hmm. when we go out. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Balance. Yeah, it's yeah. totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever known that because, you know, like, like you, I'm just a chronic dieter, you know? Yeah. It's like, I'll, I'll starve myself and I'll get really skinny. And then I go off the deep end. And I, so I own like three different sizes of pants and, you know, it's, I, I'm like the epitome of a yo-yo dieter. Mm-hmm. Can you see, can you, can you envision what a solution to your problem right now looks like? Um, like you said, probably eating more throughout the day so that, or at least like a really good breakfast, especially after I exercise, I probably yeah. need to be eating more. Yeah. Especially if you work out hard. It's just so hard. Cause I'm so conditioned to have that. I, I eat the same thing every day. I think maybe cause I'm afraid of branching out. So, okay. So let's think, let's talk about it then. Okay. So what could you have? in addition or instead of your spinach shake? I don't know because I don't um, have a whole lot of time in the morning. I start work at 6.15 and so I'm up at 3 to work out and get ready and all that. So I don't leave myself a whole lot of time to do much food prep in the morning. Okay, but there's lots of foods that don't take any prep, like an apple mm-hmm. or almonds. Mm-hmm. Or my, my breakfast takes two minutes that I eat. I, I have like a muesli. It's like oatmeal with nuts and raisins and stuff in it. Mm-hmm. 
and you just like put milk in it or yeah I put, something I, put like, I like scoop half a cup in a bowl put some water on it stick it in the microwave for two minutes and then throw in a little bit of butter and a little bit of cinnamon and cardamom and then i eat it it's, and like it's fast it's easy it's delicious and it's filling maybe i'll have to try that then because yeah my energy dips throughout the day too and so it's got to be because of that as well. Like I have to take a nap on my lunch at work. I go to my car and I lay down. Oh, wow. Cause I'm, I'm just exhausted by lunchtime. Yeah. Well, you get up so early. Yeah. So energy regulation is going to be another benefit of getting your food and, and nutrition mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in order. Yeah. That sounds like a big deal too. Cause it sucks being tired. Oh my gosh. It's horrible. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can also just like add more things to your smoothie. You know, it could just be more something fattier or something more more protein or something. Or like avocado toast. Is that, or that amazing? Like amazing, great okay. choice. Okay, a little salt, a little lemon. Mm. Okay, because <laughs> that's pretty easy too and fast. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, there you go. You can do it. It's not so scary. <laughs> Yeah. Again, I just think like I'm so conditioned to eating the same thing because that's just like, you know, when I'm in that mode where I'm trying to lose, that's kind of, I stick to the same staples all the time. Sure. That, and that can work. It's just right now it's not working for you. Yeah. So it's worth experimenting a little bit with some other, other options. Mm-hmm. And it's probably worth considering adding some more stuff to your salad as well. You can still have the salad. Mm-hmm. But maybe some cheese or maybe some nuts or just some, you know, something a little more mm-hmm. substantial. Mm-hmm. I mean, the chickpeas are good, but I know for me that would not be enough. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely hungry by like two thirty, three o'clock in the afternoon. And then you can have a snack then. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything right now? Uh, an apple. An apple. Mm-hmm. There's some nuts in there. Mm-hmm. And even, even, even if you, you know, you can try a bunch of things, you can see what works, Mm -hmm. you know, there you should, but you should never get to a point where you're like starving Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, something like, I just keep trail mix around the house Mm -hmm. and, you know, don't, you know, you don't have to go crazy on it. And sometimes it can help people if you're, if you're like afraid of eating too many nuts or too much trail mix, you can like portion it out ahead of time. So you're like, Oh, I just gonna take my one little baggie. It's 120 calories or whatever. And, and usually if you just sort of eat that and eat it slow and have a glass of water, like you'll be fine for an hour. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Enough to like not make horrible decisions for the rest of the night <laughs> or until the, until the real meal comes. Yeah. I definitely need to slow down my eating. Cause I, I'm definitely not like just this past week after reading your book and stuff, I slow down eating my meal and I spaced it out 20 minutes and I was very full by the end of it. Um, and so I know that I just need to slow down. It's just so hard when you're that hungry, you just want to keep gorging and gorging. And so I like joked in that, um, message that I sent you about getting coached and I literally have inhaled fried rice because I have just been shoving it in my mouth so fast that I, I don't know. (laughs) it's like I've inhaled food. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. So you know how much, much of a problem this is. Yes. Yeah. It's like, that's what happens. It's it's from being starving. 
Mm-hmm. So there's a solution, and that's not be starving. <laughs> it seems easy enough. It's just, I don't know. You just haven't thought it through, and you haven't planned, planned ahead for it. You haven't tried this yet. Yeah. It's not that hard. You can do it. Yeah. You can eat a handful of almonds. <laughs> it's doable. <laughs> because here's the goal. Here's what I want for you. Imagine there's, you know, I like you, you're really healthy. You're doing great. Like you work out, you're eating vegetables, you're doing great. Most likely you're not eating enough. And so you always feel a little bit restricted. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, you are a foodie. You enjoy mm-hmm. food. You celebrate life with food. You're a foodist at heart. Mm-hmm. And you want to keep doing that. So on but but right now it's out of control because you're too hungry to have control mm-hmm. and your husband enables you to. Mm-hmm. So that makes you feel like you need to like cook more and be even more restrictive and, mm-hmm. yeah, and sort of double down on the things you're good at because you feel like it needs to balance out that bad behavior. Definitely. When the reality is what you need is to be less restrictive you know, feel more satisfied with your regular food so that when you do want to go and, and have something a little special and treat yourself a little bit, it's not like a frantic, insane race to fill up the <laughs> hole that's been in your body for like six days. <laughs> right, right. Because that's what's happening. Right. So I still want you to have takeout and fun nights with your husband once a week. Mm-hmm. That's that seems okay. like a lot. It seems like a lot. It seems like a lot because right now you're eating an entire extra large pizza when you do it. <laughs> right. When like, you just eat a normal amount, it's it's a nor- it's a just a that's just how social people are. Like we go out and we have fun and we eat. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And so it, if if you can bring more satisfaction and more less hunger, basically, to your normal life, you will mm-hmm. have a fighting chance at creating that reality. Okay. And bonus for you, and, and your husband can help you with this. First of all, you should put him in charge of the ordering, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He's, he's a lot better than I am, I think, because he doesn't exercise, so he like tries to compensate then by saying we shouldn't eat as much takeout. And I'm like, no, give it all to me. I just want it all. Right. Cause, cause, uh, Allison, like, and this is an important point. This is the most important thing you need to remember. You need to order the right amount of food. I know. So you, what you, what your real goal is here, cause once the food's that you'll be fine, like you're not going to like eat, you're not going to share an extra large pizza and wake up in the morning feeling crappy. Mm-hmm. You're not going to, you're not going to be like, I'm still hungry. <laughs> right. Right. Like you'll be fine. So the only time you really need to have that restraint is right during that ordering process. Okay. It seems easy enough. But it's impossible right now because you're starving. Yes. You're starving and you've built up all this around it. There's a whole story around how this is your fun and it's all or nothing. And and that's how you've been living for a while. And it's going to be scary and hard to break it. Mm -hmm. But... I promise you that you will make, it'll be way, 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 way easier to make good decisions while ordering if you're not like ready to eat your arm off. Mm -hmm. And your husband can help you with this. 
Yeah, because usually I'm I'm the worst one. So, um, and chocolate and all that stuff. But um, but usually it's like the salty and the sweet. So if I you know get takeout and I eat a lot of it, then it's like oh I want some chocolate now because I have to balance out you know the saltiness. I, oh, it's so bad. It's so okay. now now I can't keep chocolate in the house. I don't I don't buy it because I can't. I just can't just, I can't have one piece. Mm-hmm. Because you never get it. Right. So Easter, Easter candy is my favorite. So I bought 10 bags of dub chocolate and it lasted maybe two weeks. <laughs> Why don't you buy two bags? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a specialty item and I thought that I could portion it and hang on to it for a long time. You and know you can't do that. <laughs> Like, yeah, whatever, like this, I think this is like, if, if we were working together longer, this is something I would work with, work with you on your, your, you have a lot of like rationalizations for your choices before just to get the food near you. (laughs) Yes, totally. Yeah. Those are all completely insane. (laughs) They're all wrong. (laughs) Like whenever you, when you, whenever one pops in your head, like have me pop up there and say like, no, that's bullshit. (laughs) <laughs> it's so true. Oh. Chocolate's not going anywhere. There's chocolate everywhere. <laughs> you could have chocolate right now if you wanted it. <laughs> it's only it's restricted so in your mind. I know. And I know. And, and like you had said in your book, once you put something on a pedestal, it's like, that's all you want. So if you know that you can't have it and it's on this pedestal that you can't reach, it's, that's all you think about. Yeah. <sighs> And I, I know that, and I, it's just so hard, like you said, to just kind of like let it in and, Mm -hmm. and take that pedestal down and know that you can have it whenever you want, but you know, so not make it such a special thing. Right. Here's, here's why it's so scary for you because I can still hear a lot of fear in your voice. Mm -hmm. It's scary because you understand this intellectually and you want to believe it, but you kind of don't. Mm-hmm. And the reason you don't is because you've never experienced this. Mm-hmm. You've never experienced not being deprived mm-hmm. or like not having foods that are like all or nothing or off limits 99% Definitely. of the time. Mm-hmm. And so all those foods have a, a really strong emotional charge for you. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what happens. Yeah. I just, I have to kind of, not obsess about it anymore. I think that's a thing too. Like I just obsess about my weight and you know what I'm eating and am I getting enough exercise and you know, am I? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Cause you feel out of control. Yeah. And then you have your cheat meal and it's like, like you said, out of control. Yeah. Well, it, well think of it this way on, on these days that you guys binge together, you're eating like two or three extra days worth of food mm-hmm. during the week. So you've mm-hmm. extended your calories from a seven day week to a 10 day week. Mm-hmm. And you, most people do that too, but they most, they usually spread it over a bunch of days, but you're like super restrictive most days and then do it all in one couple of hours sitting. Mm-hmm. Yes. So one of the things that can be helpful to keep in mind is that like, there's no amount of like cheese you can add to your lunch or, chocolate you can eat on a random day 
Like mm-hmm. if you're just like having a little bit mm-hmm. like that, like would come anywhere near bad. Right. Like, right. To, like, or like overdoing it. So like, I know it sounds scary to let yourself have extra things, mm-hmm. but it's not going to come in. If you're not starving and you're just eating it to enjoy it, you're not going to like come even near the damage that you're doing now. Sure. And mindfulness would be a huge thing, I think, for me as well. Because, you know, I'm constantly on the go or, you know, we're sitting in front of the TV eating and, you know, you're not really tasting the food. You're just kind of eating it. Yeah, absolutely. That's sort of like the the more advanced step. Mm-hmm. But yeah, have you, have you, I'm sorry, I take it you haven't done the challenge, the mindful meal challenge? No, uh-uh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you might not be ready for that quite yet, but I do think that, um, I think, you know, I feel like you need to start eating just more food <laughs> like yeah. that's step one. And if it, to feel what it feels like to order when you're not starving, just see what uh-huh. that feels like. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, um, you know, once you start feeling a little more comfortable there, I think the mindful eating will be really powerful for you as well. Okay. I'll have to get there. Step by step. <laughs> Yeah. Step one is not being hungry. It really is. (laughs) Which would be wonderful. Yeah. Not to be angry or tired. Yeah. And it's totally in your power. Yeah. All right. You got this. There's a lot. This is a lot. Yes. But you have uh, a partner who is on your team Mm -hmm. and he can help you. You can talk to him about this stuff. He can listen (laughs) to this episode and, and you guys can, you guys can figure this out. I think if, I mean, you both have amazing metabolisms. It's not going to take that much to get you back where you want to be. So. And I think you'll be much, much happier when you do. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited for this new journey. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much, Allison. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Foodist Podcast. I'm Daria Rose. And if you're interested in upgrading your own health style, learning how to get healthy and lose weight without dieting and without all of the suffering that it brings, then head over to my website, Summer Tomato, and sign up for my weekly newsletter. When you sign up, you'll get a free starter kit that'll teach you the basics of how to start changing the way you think about food, health, and weight loss. You'll also get a free chapter from my book, Foodist, called The Myth of Willpower that explains the science behind why the no pain, no gain mantra of the weight loss industry is the absolute worst approach to getting healthy. So come over to Summer Tomato and sign up. We have a fantastic community and we would love, love, love to have you. Thanks for listening and I will see you next time.